Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And today I'm joined with Kama. Hi, I'm Kama, and you can find me at the hyphen real hyphen comma splice on Tumblr. And Guile. Hey, I'm Guile, and I tweet or X at Door Podcast. <laughs> I just found out maybe the name of Twitter is changing. So by the time uh, you listen to this, you'll probably know more. <laughs> Okay, we're going to be discussing Samwell's third chapter in A Storm of Swords with all of our usual trigger warnings for violence, rape, and anything, you know, in that kind of disturbing categories. Um, So, Samwell desperately hopes they've just entered a village, and he's hoping it's White Tree. You can tell there's bits and pieces where he's like, okay, this, I hope this is it. And he's starting to feel that it might not be because he had drawn like maps apparently on their way north. They'd passed through and they also drew maps depicting it on their way up. Um, and But if it is White Tree, he's thinking, you know, then he knows where they are and this is, you know, a good direction to be in. And well, the wildlings had like long since abandoned it to join Mance Raider in the Frost Fangs, and you know night was coming. They're tired. Um, Gilly's like, you know, she's weak, but it's like pretty amazing what she's had to put up with. Um, it's just wild. Um, she's just had a baby. You know, he's acknowledged because she he gave her the horse. Like he can't even risk. You know, he's like, I can't risk getting on the horse because the first horse had died. Um, it was already half starved starting out, you know, Craster's that's, you know, it was just sad. And like, you know, they're just in a really pretty desperate position with this cold and lack of food. They've almost gone through all their food. Um, you know, the more he's studying the face of this weirwood in the center of the town, he's like, this isn't, you know, this isn't it. Um, I think the difference is this one has like smaller significantly and like drip, dripping eyes and, but he's like, okay, I'm going to go to my knees and pray anyway, because that's how desperate he is. Um, Gilly started a fire in the main hall, and, you know, as I said, most of the food was gone, and, you know, he's kind of thinking about how terrible. There's there's not much game anyway, and he's a terrible hunter, and the few times that he tried in kind of ice fishing, that never worked out. Um, you know, Gilly's kind of asked, like, you know, how far away, and, you know, he's trying to be reassuring, and, you know, it's a few days but he's like, if we are where I wish we were, but he doesn't know, they could have easily gone too far west, too far east, and be heading like you know a diagonal or sideways for all he knows. Um, so, um, you know, I think to kind of pass the time, he's telling her stories of the wall, and, you know, the kind of brothers and their personalities, and he's making it seem to me like you know he's not obviously not sharing the horrible things that happen to him, and maybe he's trying to focus on the positive, a little more pleasant than real life. You know, he's thinking of the warmth and the bread and these, you know, their other aspects, but obviously not the miserable stuff. Um, you know, we get as it's kind of like you know a sad look into how he was treated like and abused by his father um you know because she asks him he mentions it um is it was it donald or so who did he say could sing at the wall he mentioned someone was singing oh darian darian okay and um 
you know, she says, um, can you sing? And he's like, well, you know, I can, but, you know, he's thinking how much his dad hated when he did and how he'd even, you know, sung to, you know, his baby brother. And his dad was like, no, you're not going to do that. And was mad at the mom for making Sam quote unquote soft. And yeah, it's just poor Sam. Um, so he sings, uh, Gilly, the song of the seven. Um, and, uh, he talks about how, you know, after he sings the how, you know, she hasn't named the baby yet, which, you know, she, she told him it's bad luck because a lot of the children, you know, they don't name them before they turn two because a lot of them do die before two. Uh, and, you know, it's like a nice little morbid thing there. And, oh, man, uh, after they eat. There's basis for that in our yeah, culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. You know, a lot of people that's, I guess, the that had a lot of children because a lot of them would pass away before there were vaccines and things like that. Yeah. Oh man. The, uh, so yeah, it's just the, the, they're starving basically and freezing and she got this little fire going, but um, they, he decides to bring the horse inside because it's just too cold and he doesn't want to lose the, you know, and I'm I'm thinking like how are they, how's the horse eating? Is it just gonna ride the horse until it starves like the other one? It's just horrible. Um, gosh, logistics. Um, he's thinking again about how brave she is, and he's not. You know, he's like I'm. I don't feel as brave as her, and everything she's going through. And then it turns into he's not sure what he's gonna do. Like, what is he gonna do once they reach the wall? Like, what's gonna happen to her? Um, you know, she's already expressed that she wants to be his wife. Um, but you know, he's kind of thinking realistically in his head, he didn't see how it was possible because he's a Tarly, can't marry because of his position. He's like, okay, can't marry a wildling. And he's a brother, you know, aside from that other issue. (laughs) And, um, but he's, you know, he keeps convincing himself like, which to a certain extent, this is true. Like this is, this is, that's minimal compared to the problems they have now. He's like, okay, that stuff will work itself out because we just have to even reach the wall in the first place and at first, you know, place and survive <laughs> the trip there. So, oh man. Um, so you know, she falls asleep. They're exhausted. The baby's exhausted. Um, he has these really strange, you know, for him, he feels like, oh, okay, these strange dreams, and he's back at Horn Hill. His father's not there. But everybody, you know, it sounds like kind of Night's Watch is there. Mormont, Jon Snow, they're all there. But they're wearing bright colors um, instead of black. And Sam's, you know, he's at the high table. And, you know, he describes himself as cutting slices of the roast with his father's great sword, Heartsbane. Um, And, you know, after he eats, he goes to his room and Jilly's there. And, you know, at that point, he wakes, like, in a cold dread. Uh the fires like burn down to embers. He uses the like the term like the air itself seems frozen. Um, the horse is winning and agitated, and Jilly's hugging her baby. Um, and all at this point, all the hair on his arms is standing up, and there's a big shadow in the door. And you don't like it takes a minute for him to, to explain who it is, but at first he's like, "He's dead. He's dead. I saw him die." And you know, she's weeping and. And she's saying, you know, he came for my baby because he smells the baby. And it's small Paul, and he's coming towards them, but he has, like, the bitter blue eyes, you know, the whites, and he's been turned. And um, Sam tells uh, 
Gilly to take the horse out and he, you know, takes out his the dragonglass dagger <clears throat> and he's leading Paul away and you know, he's begging him, you know, he's not there to even acknowledge it, but he's begging him not to hurt them anyway, trying to reason with this person he once knew and um the horse rears, it catches Paul's attention, and Paul's sort of you know, turning to go towards them and out of like desperation, Sam just plunges his dagger into small Paul's back like over and over again. And, and I'm getting the impression if this is accurate that it sounds like the it's not doing anything, right? That that doesn't is it just does it just work on the White Walkers? Or does it because it sounds like it's shattering on the Iron Male, so it's not like an instant kill. I, I think. I think if we understand it right, yes, that one, the fire works on the whites, okay. but not the White yeah. Walkers, and the Dragon Glass works on the White Walkers, but not the whites. Yeah. I I want to say this is like establish other places. Yeah, because it seems like yeah. he's ruining this dagger. You know, <laughs> trying to. I mean, it's the only thing he has, but he's like. <laughs> fruitlessly stabbing. Uh, yeah, so Paul kind of get, gets him in this iron grip around like Sam's neck and Sam's trying to just do all he can to just wrench them sideways towards, you know, he's just like, there's maybe some of his last embers of this fire and he's right, you know, he's able to get like, it sounds like he shoves like basically a chunk of charred wood that's slightly, I guess, enough. It, I was thinking to myself, would there really be enough to like kindle this fire? Because his head explodes into flames. I, I guess so. We're gonna have to like, you know, I guess. But I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's enough to do that, but it does do that. And then, I, so Paul kind of, I guess, his head explodes and burns up, and then he lets go. And yeah, I don't know. That that was a little hard for me to believe, just because I was trying. Like, I think if the fire was a little more intense, I could believe it. But I guess it is what it is. <laughs> But at least he's done. <laughs> it's a creepy sequence. Yeah. The whole thing is freaky. <laughs> it, is. it really is. And then it's like worse because like, you know, because I had forgotten about this. One. I was like, oh, no. So, of course, he runs outside. You think, oh, a little bit of breather. And, but no, um, Julie's got her back to the wall. I'm sorry, the weirwood. And she's surrounded by whites. Um. You know, he's noting that some of them had been wildlings, and he recognizes some of his brothers. Um, they are yeah, yeah. and Chet. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Wait, wasn't he the one that had done the whole like the mutiny? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> George got that in there. <laughs> and it's not just Chet; it's also his whatever his defiguring skin thing is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, he couldn't get rid of the boils as a white. <laughs> um, and I was sad. The other poor other horse, they got, they killed the other yeah. horse. Oh, God, I just hate that with the animals. <sighs> um, but speaking of animals, a raven lands on Sam's shoulder. You know, it's screaming. And, you know, say, you know, because Sam was like, it's not fair. And the raven, raven's screaming. It's like, fair, far, fear. And, you know... Then he notices, like he sees, he says he sees movement, and he notices that movement he's seeing is like, like turns into like manifest into like hundreds of ravens. Suddenly, he realizes what he's looking at. Um, they had arrived and they descended on the whites, and they were like picking at it. it's rather gross, but <laughs> picking at them and pecking them, and um, the raven on his shoulder starts shouting, "Go, go, go, go!" Um, just as that happens, a voice yells, "Brother!" from beneath the trees. 
and it's a man, and th- this seems kind of fantastical. I know elks are pretty huge, so it's like you know he's described this huge, extra huge elk. Um, he's riding it, and he calls them over. And Sam notices that he's wearing all black. So I think he's thinking, you know, Night's Watch. And um, the great elk sinks to its knees so that they could both get on. And when Sam grasps the hand that's offered to him, he sees that it's black and cold and fingers are as hard as stone. That's where the chapter ends. So that's a little, it's a very short, <laughs> intense little burst of a... It's a very yeah. tr- finale there, you know, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very movie-esque, or t- like a TV episode cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, as Brienne fans, obviously, mm-hmm. like, the gathering of ravens to kind of mm-hmm. save their asses here. Um, you know, we know the Russian, is it the Russian version of Feast, where that's what happens in Brienne's last chapter in Feast, is that, oh. you know, like, it's, you know, yeah, like, it's a gathering of, a like, a whole bunch of ravens, so... Um, you know, so this is apparently a thing, you know, a thing that happens, which, you know, makes, I mean, it kind of makes me think like, and who knows if things have changed or not, but, you know, like, is there some connection between cold hands and blood raven? We had a question about that, which oh. was essentially like, we actually, we had, this seems like an appropriate time yeah. to bring these up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ready for me. <laughs> um, there are two questions about, uh, cold hands, uh, Cardinal girl 75 on the discord asks, obligatory who do you think cold hands is if he's not benjamin stark question here and uh savik on reddit asks um what is your favorite theory concerning cold hands identity what is his relationship with blood raven and the children of the forest and did sam summon him when he prayed in front of the weirwood hmm. oh i didn't even think about sam sum- cool. but that would be like super cool i love that <laughs> and then- i would like him to be Benjamin, but I don't know if he is. I mean, I kind of would like Benjamin to be alive, but I feel like that's yeah, that too. <laughs> so, well, if I can't have a live Benjamin, then <laughs> undead Benjamin. And I wonder if they're ever going to explain like how, or does he? Do we get an explanation like of how he's not completely over, you know, completely uh, absorbed or whatever the term would be? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got because he's got black eyes. Ah, uh, yeah, um, so he's not. He's not the light blue. Summer does not like him, or at least not the way he smells, so that's not a good sign. Um, I don't think we know much. Yeah, I guess it's like maybe one of those things like in every, like the zombie apocalypse where there's always a person who has some kind of immunity to total. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he would be if he's, you know... If he's a person that's supposed to be meaningful, I don't know who you, who he would be other than Ben Stark, really. Yeah. yeah, it's not like we don't have another Dewey like out there that went missing or somebody in the lore. I mean, I don't think so. So, yeah, it's like one of those things that would seem to make the most sense, but then it's just either that or it's just like trying to like make people happy for a little while just to dash their hopes. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, do we have any more mail or? We do. We had another question um, from Buck O'Hare on the Discord asks, why did George intend the rescue of Sam and Gilly to be paralleled by Brienne with Stoneheart? I don't have an answer to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess I would interpret it as if blood, if we think Bloodraven knows what, you know, like, Jamie had a weirwood dream that specifically was designed to get him to go 
rescue Brienne. So, like, there's a reason that Brienne is supposed to be, like, there's a reason that Brienne is supposed to be around. Like, she's going to play a role. And I would say maybe the same thing about Sam. Like, these are the chess pieces that need to, like, serve, you know, these are the ones that need to survive. And so, if, you know, if Blood Raven is controlling these ravens and this is, like, his, you know, manifestation in the physical world, then it's, like, him doing what he can to, like, make sure that the pieces that the, you know, like, the pieces he needs, you know, who knows if he's on, like, if we presume he's on, like, a side of humanity or something, like, these are the pieces that he needs to survive, and so, like, it's his direct hand in it because of that. Yeah. Hmm. It would be nice to think that they serve a bit pretty, you know, they're likable characters, like a big purpose, you know. Well, I mean, I think, you know, Sam, I feel like absolutely set up to to serve a purpose and you know with jamie and brienne if we you know we think that they're likely both gonna have um valerian steel swords they're gonna you know like we've been given enough foreshadowing of you know a a battle that these two swordsmen with magical swords might be important within that too right i mean imagine the sword right he has the dream the heart space yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even think about yeah. that, too. Yeah. Art, that's a really yeah. good point, too, that, like, oh, yeah, yeah. has access to a Valerian steel, too. So, yeah, good call. Right. Because that's, that's the other thing that helps, right, is the Valerian steel. Right. Yeah. 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 So his subconscious is telling him, dude, you need to get your hands on that. Yeah. I mean, totally. That's a really good, really good call out. Um, and lastly, we have a comment uh, unrelated to the chapter. Uh, Savick asks... Oh my God, I, I know you don't discuss Jamie's chapters in this reread because you have enough episodes about them to repost, but how is it possible that they get better with each reread? <laughs> ah, savoring Jamie six again, it's just so good. All the little things, thoughts, hints, feelings, a little heart emoji there. How can anybody read this and not fall completely in love with this fool? I mean, I will say, like, reading, you know, reading for this episode, you know, getting into, you know, Arya's chapter, which is then followed by mm. the Bear Pit chapter, it's, like, really hard not to just go ahead and read that chapter right. again. Like, it's really good. Right. And I was thinking that, too, recently. I think I was, you know, just telling my family, like, oh, like, you know, I'm enjoying podcasts, but the only thing it does make me sad is, like, I'm, like, I miss having to do like i know we've talked about it so much but i guess the longer the time goes by oh it's like i miss having discussing those chapters again <laughs> i was like yeah. oh it's a shame because it does it does bring a little bit more yeah. to it than you know it's a different dynamic it is so weird because you think oh it's just a couple but yeah it makes a difference <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean jamie i mean it's jamie's chapters in this book are they are kind of light inside inside yeah. <laughs> you could hand cut off and he's got the light chapters but I mean, there's like this different energy to them that you know I mean he's such a breath of fresh air for right, right. it's crazy because the stuff is still intense but it is right. that's exactly it it's a breath of fresh air and it doesn't really end like well, the whole book it stays like that so it's just you know reading the book without him in some ways it's like oh like, well, especially as we're grimly moving towards the red wedding, you know, it's sort of like <laughs> that that breakup, you know. <laughs> oh. oh gosh. And that was our mail. 
Okay, and any last thoughts on this chapter? I mean, we get it like so we get some, you know, pretty you know, it's short, but got some key information here and I mean, yeah, these chapters of Sam Beyond the Wall are, you know, just like little mini master classes in mm. horror. Like they're really yeah. they're really really good. Right, right. Yeah, because that's true, because it's like my notes, the summaries you can't really get, but there's, yeah, he immerses you in this. It is scary. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, another, you know, not to continually lament the show, but just, you know, these, this is very cinematic and would have been really, you know, it would be, it's weird to like think about how tonally it does not fit with, you know, like the King's Landing, like political focus, you know, it's so disconnected from that, but. Right. Um, you know, it's really cinematic. It's really cool. Okay. Uh, you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com. Submit questions to the chapter threads of the Jamie and Brand subreddit. Follow us on X at door podcast. <laughs> Please like review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google play, all the places you listen. And please support us on Patreon at close the door. Thanks again. Um, closing the door. Get out.